Welcome to the Innovate CT Podcast. Welcome to another uh, episode of the Innovate CT Podcast. And we took a little bit of a break uh, due to the holidays and the new year, but we're back and uh, doing a couple recordings uh, over the next couple of weeks that we'll be sharing with all our great educator community here in Connecticut. And I'm really excited because uh, today's guest, um, a gentleman by the name of Riley Fitzpatrick, is a little bit unique. And, and Riley, you're a first for us on our Innovate Connecticut podcast because you are the mm-hmm. first student uh, that we've actually interviewed. Um, and I'll say first, you know, you're a high school student. Um, and I, I, I see here, uh, according to your LinkedIn, you are a senior at the Pomperog High School. So first, yeah. I want to say thanks for making time to be on the podcast t- today. Thanks for having me. And, you know, I'll, I'll tell a quick story about how we got connected before we dive into a little bit more about you, Riley. But, uh, you know, I was on Twitter and I saw I, uh, I got a message. I get a lot of messages on Twitter and I saw a message from a company called Human Sight. And I was like, oh, OK, this is interesting. And I got a lot of different messages from like a lot of different people and, and, and companies and different things. Uh, but I always, and I always make sure I reply because I'm, I'm obviously thankful for people getting in touch with me. And as we started talking back and forth, you know, uh, you shared a little bit about yourself with me and, uh, and what you're trying to do with your company. And uh, really, we're, I think, looking to you know, hear more what, what I was doing. And I really, I think the best, the best way I would describe it is you were looking to help tell your story about what you're doing with Human Sight. So I thought this would be a really cool opportunity to have our listeners hear from someone who's been educated in our Connecticut school systems, uh, who's done a lot of really cool activities around STEM and different things within, within your high school, uh, and now actually is starting a company out of it. So I'll pause there. I want you to just share with the, uh, with the audience, Riley, a little bit about yourself. Like I mentioned, you're, you know, you're a senior in high school, but a little bit about yourself, uh, how you ended up uh, you know, having a passion for you know, STEM and IT and technology. And then uh, we'll dive deeper into, uh, you know, how human, uh, how human site came to be. Great. Okay. So I am a senior at Hopperug High School, like you said. And um, so where, where I stand in innovation is I have been doing for the last four years, a program at Hopperug High School, a great program that focuses on uh, STEM and innovation and 21st century skills. It's actually called the Academy of Digital Arts and Sciences, and it essentially offers a modified version of the standard science, math, and technology courses, which tries to better integrate 21st century skills like communication, collaboration, innovation, problem solving, all those great things. And uh, the culminating event of this, uh, this program is the ExpoFest, the CT Student Innovation Expo which is run by Skills21, a branch of EdAdvance. And essentially you work for an entire school year on a project. And for the first three years of high school, that is a group project with about 10 to 20 or so students usually. And it's just kind of like a really closely knit uh, group working toward some kind of goal uh, based on a real world problem. And the last year, though, my senior year, where I am right now, is a capstone project, which is individual. And you work toward, uh, like, like the group project, a real-world problem. And that's what I'm working on right now. 
Uh, Human Sight is essentially a, a seed, a start of a company that I'm making for this CT Student Innovation Expo, which I hope to pursue after, uh, after high school too and develop into like a real functioning company or software or whatever it may turn out to be. Yeah, so, so th- thanks for sharing that. And I want to talk, I want to talk a, a little bit, I want to dive deeper into some of the things you just, you just highlighted. So the, the school that, you know, the, the program within your high school, is that a, something you have to apply to get into and, and, and actually, um, you know, or get nominated? Like how, did, how did you get into that, that, uh, that specific academy you spoke about? So anybody can join. Uh, it's pretty new. So there's only about usually 15 or so kids per grade, but slowly growing over time and the projects are slowly getting better and better. It's about the seventh or eighth year and every single year it just gets more and more developed. Um, but it's, it's a, uh, you technically have to apply, but right now it's pretty much everybody's submitted and they're really just looking for people who have some kind of passion. Yeah, that, that, that sounds fantastic. It sounds like you're getting a lot of great opportunities, which is, which is, which is always, mm-hmm. I think a real positive. So do you have a, you know, a single, you know, a person or an event that has inspired you? to have this passion for innovation and technology and, and STEM education, or was it a culmination of different things, you know, as you grew up throughout elementary school or middle school, how did that happen? I think it was definitely a culmination of events and passions as a kid. Um, I was always a like multidisciplinary kid with all these different passions in areas like uh, film to neuroscience, completely on opposite sides of the spectrum. And innovation is really an area where those things go hand in hand, because if you need a company, you, you have to incorporate uh, programming and design, marketing and psychology, all these different things. So it's a really good platform to exercise all these different skills. No, and I think at the root of entrepreneurship, there's an, to your point, there's an immense amount of creativity and problem solving. And mm-hmm. I, and I, I don't, I don't like I told you, I was an entrepreneur at one point. I own my own business. I own multiple companies. And I think that's what entrepreneurs really love is, is, is the solving problems in a creative way. And I think people are really fueled by that. So, so I, I just, I, I wanted to ask that question because not all students at your age, I think have the passion that you, you might have for, innovation and technology in STEM. So uh, I, I wanted to dive a little deeper there. I want to I mm-hmm. also um, touch on something else you mentioned earlier. So, so you, mentioned, you mentioned Skills 21, and for, for everyone listening to the podcast, we'll make sure we'll, we'll link not only to information about Skills 21, but we'll also link to information about Human Site, which is Riley's company, for everyone to learn about. But I want to just share a little bit about Skills 21 because a lot of people probably don't necessarily know what it is, uh, so I want to just share. So according to their website, it's a nationally known leader in digital learning and recognized by the U.S. Department of Education as an exemplary model for delivering STEM achievement. And I think to your point, they have they have different programs for different levels. So uh, elementary school, middle school. But for, for what you're doing in high school, uh, it seems like and I haven't been to the event, but I heard it's fantastic. The Expo Fest is really the, you know, the the the. The, the premier event that they have at the end of the school year mm-hmm. where you all demo 
what, what you've worked on. So are you right now working on your prototype of human site for that expo fest later this year? Yeah, right now I'm just kind of really in the midst of um, the prototype phase and later I'll start to getting into like the details and like the community outreach, all those things. But definitely right now I'm programming constantly uh, this idea of making it like come to fruition, I suppose. And does, does everyone in the academy you're in within the high school participate in Expo Fest or does everyone in the high school participate in Expo, Expo Fest? Everybody in the academy participates, and um, there's other groups in the school, such as AP Capstone, which uh, presents research projects. But besides that, it's just the academy kids. Yeah, no, that's awesome. So, and and you know, again, we'll sh- we'll share all this information with our listeners because I think a lot of people mm-hmm. would probably love to check out Skills Twenty One's website, learn more about it, and then maybe even uh, I think the uh, the actual event is open to the public, correct? Yeah, it's open to public. It's a really cool event just to see all the different projects. Well, I just, you know, it's so I'm going to date myself here, Riley, but I graduated from high Mm -hmm. school in 1999. And I remember I I took programming classes in high school, which I think was, you know, in the in the late 90s, I think was a real, I think, kudos to Rockville High School and the town of Vernon for making that happen. (laughs) I took uh, basic and C++. But you got to remember when back then we didn't have phones right there was there was no there was no mobile mobile phone that could do what it does today it was all you know mm-hmm. based off of you know desktop computers really at the point at that point i it's amazing how much mobile and mobile programming and the app economy has really changed um really just our our lives in general but it's also been awesome and fascinating to see how students especially middle school high school students have adapted to using social media and mobile and now coding for mobile and things like that. So I'm sure we would we would see some awesome stuff at the Skills 21 Expo Fest. So definitely we'll, we'll mm-hmm. give everyone the information to check that out. So I want to I want to pivot from how you got into, you know, learning about technology, having the opportunity to do it in school to what you're doing with human sites. So it sounds like the first three years of, of high school, you did group projects, you know, as part of Skills 21, you learned a lot, but now you're on your capstone where you actually came up with the, the idea for human site, correct? Mm-hmm. So, so human site. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Walk, walk our listeners through the idea behind human site, right? So what is it like if, if you're going to go pitch it to investors, you know, how would you explain it? What's it going to do? How'd you come up with the idea and, and give us some background. All right. So human site aims to look into and solve the problem of employee dissatisfaction and employee disengagement uh, through creating more responsive environments uh, using technology. And so what I'm developing right now is a piece of software that can go on each desktop in an office that essentially creates a more real-time version of what you might call a employee satisfaction survey, which uh, companies might send out like once or or twice a year, which can often cost up to like 30 to $60. And what it will be is almost a small kind of daily, very simple anonymous survey, which will give data to a sort of database. And at the end of the week, it will compile all this data and use an AI to one, 
give anonymous data and kind of an insight report to the executives. And also along with that, pair pairing with the research I've done into kind of what these patterns might indicate about uh, workplaces, how you can remediate these negative um, uh, kind of conditions or negative environmental factors. Uh, and so the, the gist of it is that it wants to connect more efficiently the executives and employees to create a more responsive uh, environment that can adapt to the needs of their employees. So, so super interesting. And I think for anyone that works in, uh, whether it's a small company, a medium-sized company, or a large company, I think this would probably resonate with them because you always want to know you always want to know how your employees are, are feeling, how they're doing, what, mm-hmm. what what's their what's the general vibe of of, of the uh, of the office as an example. So exactly. So really, really cool. I, I'm going to ask this question. You're in high school. How on earth did you come mm-hmm. up with this idea? Because because if I had to guess from from looking at your from looking at your LinkedIn, you probably haven't had a lot of work experience at this point. Mm-mm. Um. So. The we call it the ideation process in the academy, um, and it's honestly one of the most frustrating but also uh, interesting parts of the whole process. Uh, in the group projects, it's usually us sitting around a table and just talking about world problems and various different issues that come up in our lives. And in capstone, it's often the same because despite the fact that we are doing individual projects and we're competing it's really kind of a group environment where we're all kind of bouncing ideas off each other. And so this project specifically sprouted out from an interest in changing environments through kind of lighting and um, temperatures, things like that, because I was interested in smart homes and somehow over time it developed into this through just kind of like a dynamic changing from like smart homes to smart offices to uh, environmental factors to how the environmental factors change productivity and somehow ended up here. And then this is what I decided was what was most promising and what was most interesting to me. It, it, so th- that is, that is, you know, innovation, ideation in its finest, right? So isn't it, isn't it interesting how you started with one idea and it completely morphed right o- over time to the current idea you have mm-hmm. today. It, it's just, it's just interesting, right? How, how, yeah. how these, these, and to your point, uh, yeah, ideation and, and it, it can be frustrating, but um, mm-hmm. it sounds like you've, you've really come up with a really interesting idea. So, so let me ask you this question. So you, you come up with this idea. How have you, I'm sure when you first came up with this, you're like, okay, this is interesting. How did you then realize or, or get data to, to validate that this idea was something that workplaces would want? How did you figure that out? So uh, like all projects we do in the academy, the first phase kind of is research. We spend a lot of time just looking at databases, looking at uh, research reports, uh, studies, papers, and looking into real data about the issues. And for me, that was looking at... um, things like uh, psychology studies about workplace factors and just talking to uh, employees at various different companies. And for example, we 
we were able to get a tour of um, Contractor Nation, a really cool office space that is a really good example of um, a very progressive office space that, that is responsive to the employee's needs. And so things like that just kind of familiarize you with the whole concept in the industry. And through your, so you did, you did, you know, you sounded like you did a lot of research and it sounds like the research validated your, your original idea to focus on this and that there was really a need. Is that, is it, would that be a good hypothesis? Yeah, definitely. So, so where do we go from here? Right. So you have this, you have, you have this really cool idea. It sounds like, I mean, let's, you know, let's, let's be realistic. This is an extremely, you know, see huge, huge you know, problem mm-hmm. you're trying to tackle. You have, you have a full-time job. It's called going to high school, right? So how mm-hmm. are you balancing, uh, building this, you know, building this, I would say beta version of this software you're, you're, you're developing while going to high mm-hmm. school in preparation for, the Expo Fest, which is later this year. Mm-hmm. One of the things I love so much about the Academy is that it's um, not necessarily something on top of high school. It, it pretty smoothly integrates into your normal high school curriculum. So the courses, um, your science and math courses are really oriented toward this project. So all of the Academy kids will be in the same science, science and math classes. So you take the curriculum you're learning and then you really kind of integrate it into your, your project. So you get a lot of time in school to work on this. No, so, so that, that's fantastic. So, so you get to work on it during school and my guess is you're also working outside of school as well, right? Yeah, quite a bit. Yeah, I, yeah, I assume. So, so this is, this is your own project. Do you have anyone else working on it with you or is this, are you really the only one? Uh, so one of the, the cool things about the, um, uh, the project is we're always uh, pushed toward getting some kind of mentor. And in this case, I, I kind of have a few different mentors. Um, I'm talking with a, a friend who went to college for computer science, and he's answering lots of different questions about uh, the actual programming. That's great. Uh, and then I also have contacts in some local companies. Um, John Laverick from Nexus Design was great at answering some questions about uh, what it's like in a modern um, office space. And I'm, I'm continually uh, and always like pursuing new connections just to get insight from other perspectives. No, I think, I think, that, I think that's fantastic that you're getting mentorship because there's a lot with entrepreneurship that, you know, young entrepreneurs simply don't know. So I think finding mentors is, is a great way to try to, I think really not make mistakes other people have made, if that makes sense. So mm-hmm. definitely. So where, so I'd love to hear a little bit about, you have the idea, you validated, you validated the idea was good with research. You've got mentors, you're working on a proof of concept or a beta or, a, you know, whatever, whatever you want to call your, 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 mm-hmm. your, uh, your prototype here are you how, how is it working are you doing all the coding yourself or um are you are you are you working on that with your mentor how, how are you doing that and what are what right. are if you don't mind what are you coding it in if you could tell us yeah right now i um 
that was definitely a thing I had to think about uh, what kind of uh, languages I'm using, what IDs, all these different things. And right now uh, I'm specifically using um, uh, Java, a, a library called JavaFX. And I had to learn all about how to use this new type of software. But now I'm in the midst of programming this and I'm doing it mainly by myself, but with uh, just mentorship when I get into uh, challenges, which is inevitable with any type of coding. Yeah, project. absolutely. And um, so right now I'm spending, you know, just a few hours a day uh, coding and creating this, this prototype slowly but surely. So, and did you learn Java in high school or did you learn that on your own? How did you, uh, how did, how did you, how did you end up figuring out that Java would be the right thing and where did you learn it? Hmm. Um, so programming has been just a part of my life for, it's hard to even remember now, um, probably since like sixth grade, um, just messing around with electronics like Arduinos and such. Right. And, um, Java, I believe I learned one summer ago or so. Um, but once you get familiar with programming languages, you can really just kind of bounce back and forth between them. No, that's well said. I think, uh, most, most, you know, engineers or, or software developers will tell you that once, once you learn the, the concept of how to program different languages, really just syntax. And that's, that's, that's really mm -hmm. the difference. So, so, okay. So fast forward, fast forward to demo day at Expo Fest later this year. Uh, what what do you expect to demo uh, at Expo Fest in front of? It seems like a couple thousand people, so that's kind of nerve wracking, right? Because it's not only mm -hmm. it's a lot of people, and it's uh, you know it's students, it's it's parents, it's it's mentors, it's a you know a huge diverse group of people. What what do you want to show that night? Like what what success look mm -hmm. like for you? So uh, I actually have a list of the things that I I'm going to be bringing to Expo. What I call all. Uh, I call them our deliverables, and um, that for me would be a working prototype of the the first version of this program, a um, functional website and business plan, and a sort of online presence, and lastly, a sort of uh, pitch or a way to present this topic, which in a practical scenario would be to investors, but in this case would be to the judges. Yeah, no, no, that, that's that's a lot to have to have ready for uh, mm -hmm. a few months from now. But it sounds like you've been working pretty hard on it for the whole school year. So hopefully you're gonna, hopefully you're gonna accomplish what you set out to do mm -hmm. and 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 have a great uh, pitch session at, at the actual Expo Fest. Mm -hmm. Long term, so I got I got a couple questions for you as far as what's next, right? So you said you're a senior. So um, have you decided what you're gonna do after high school? And uh, would you would you mind sharing that with the audience? Yeah, so I plan to go uh, to college, um, and I'm looking at pursuing uh, computer science and probably a minor in business, uh, which I decided after being involved in the Academy of Digital Arts and Sciences because it really um, instills in you a a passion for like the the kind of business side of the the execution of these ideas um and uh how far i'll go in in the academic world i'm not sure yet but i i definitely plan to uh pursue this um see where it goes and 
plenty of other ideas that I, I would like to look into in the future. Yeah, and I think, you know, I, you know, I think that's fantastic that you're going to be not only pursue um, an advanced degree and going to college, but also you're going to keep working on this project as well, because I think, I think you're, you can definitely do them at the same time. I think that's completely doable. And I think mm. the, the, the great thing about entrepreneurship, and it sounds like you've already seen, seen this even in, in the short time you've been working on this project, is because originally you started out, you said, with smart homes and you ended up to where you are today. Things will change, right? And you may have to eventually you know, mm -hmm. p pivot your idea or, or make a modification to it or tweak it. But the fact that you're going into this with an open mind, I think, is, is great. And if anything, this is even if the business doesn't turn out to what you you know, ultimately would want it to, this is an unbelievable learning opportunity for you, which I think is really mm -hmm. at the end of the day, uh, you're, you're learning a lot of things you wouldn't necessarily learn in school by creating this business and, and this prototype and this business plan and things like that. So, uh, you know, kudos exactly. to you for that. So, you know, I think I, I want to close with this, you know, first, thanks again for making time because it's fantastic to get a student's perspective on, you know, what it's like to be in the education system here in Connecticut uh, you, you, I think, have had uh, a really unique opportunity, and it sounds like a great experience at Pomparag High School with this digital academy that you're in, plus the work you get to do with Skills 21. So um, th thanks again for making time, number one. And then number two, I I'd love for you to share with the audience what, what has been maybe a couple, couple, couple eye-opening moments for you as a high school student that you think have really changed you because of the education you've received, right? So these opportunities to not just do a traditional school, right? Not just go to school every day and learn, you know, what you'd expect to learn, right? You know, the, his the history and the English and math and, and physics and things like that, but to go outside your box and, and, and really work on these innovative tech-based STEM related things, give us some, some learnings and some, some takeaways for you that have really, I think, helped shape you. Mm -hmm. All right. So one definitely comes to mind right now is um, a lesson on initiative that I definitely got in my sophomore year, um, where you're looking to mentors for a very ambitious project um, about uh, growing crops in space uh, using a centrifuge. Um, and uh, one of the group members, was found a, um, a scientist, Dr. Joya Massa, who uh, works at NASA and was the creator of the current method for growing crops in space. And he, he said to me, uh, why don't we contact her as a mentor? And at first I was like, like, she's not going to respond. This is like crazy. And then he emailed her anyways. And she actually ended up responding and agreed to mentor us and talk to us and she ended up being an extremely helpful resource and definitely impressed the judges at when we got to Expo. And that just taught me that people are willing to listen to you if you, if you have like the passion and you have like the, the drive and um, mainly initiative because had uh, he listened to me and not contacted her, we wouldn't have gotten the amazing opportunity to talk to a NASA scientist. No, I, I, you're absolutely right. And, and I think it's what, what is the harm in, in trying, right? Is essentially was, was, exactly. was, the, was the, the lesson there. And, 
And I think also that networking is so powerful in, in reaching mm-hmm. out to people to, to gain information that you don't have or knowledge you don't have. A lot of people are intimidated to ask people for help, but the reality mm-hmm. is the perfect example that you just, you just, you just articulated many people want to help and are actually willing to help people that reach mm-hmm. out to them. So, so I think that's a great one. Anything else you want to share? I think that was, a, that was a, a great example right there. Uh, the last thing I think is just um, like, it, it may seem very difficult to pursue these ideas as a student. Um, but when you get to something like Expo and you're presenting this idea, it really pays off because you're not only kind of uh, validated in your work ethic and in your your kind of drive, but you get kind of pride in your work, which is um, really helpful in pursuing new ideas where you have the confidence to uh, pursue ideas that you might have been a little too worried or anxious to pursue otherwise. So it builds up your courage. Definitely. No. The, the, so yeah. So. Uh, so uh, this is what I'll say. Uh, thank you again. I think there's great, great advice. Uh, I think many people listening to this are going to be shocked to hear that you were a high school student because you were so well-spoken. Uh, you may, maybe you, maybe you were prepped by, out, you know, by someone to help you get ready for this podcast, but uh, it, was, it was awesome. I think you did great. And uh, you know, kudos, you. kudos to you. And like I said, we're going to share uh, in the, in the description of the podcast, we will share the link to skills 21 as well as contact information for uh, for your your business with Human Sight, and I wish you the best, and uh, we'll hope to connect again soon. If you would like to get involved with Innovate CT, please visit our website at www.innovatect.org. There, you can find links to our social media. We currently are active on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and hope to hear from you soon. Thank you.